Would you like to swing on a star and carry moonbeams home in a jar and be better off than you are? Yeah, that's nice. Ladies and gentlemen, legend in my spare time podcast. Legend of my spare time. Legend in My Spare Time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to a brand new edition of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That's right. Legend in my spare time is back, baby. After another little mid-season break, another accidental break, but hey, 10 years and taking random breaks has been part of our shtick, so we just continue it on. Now, in our intro there, I mentioned your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, and it's cool because today's guest has been referred to as such. And, you know, I mentioned 10 years of the podcast. Well, today's guest was a guest on what we estimate as episode three. So as early as 2009, I met this gentleman um, and he's joining us via the wonders of Skype right now, all the way from Portland. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That is not true. He's right here, motherfucking beside me. The host of Mars and East podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only JJ Hawkins is in the fucking room with me the first time the two of us have ever spoken on mic not on skype which for 10 years is very strange it really is it's been a long time to never do it in person well i mean there is that whole like continental divide and international dateline between us and time difference and all and, that. I mean, I mean, I mean. that you have to do it first thing in the morning and you have to do it after work yeah it's one of the you know and then there's the, the difficulty of podcasting at the same time uh. you know so uh, <laughs> so it's a very special edition as they always are and uh i hope you enjoyed our recently released 10-year special episode whether or not it came out i hope you yeah, loved yeah, it i hope you loved it it may or may or may, may or may not have heard it by now yeah but you were on it yeah, but, but by the same token, uh, it's funny because by the time, if it does come out before this, um, the thing that I say on it is, hey, Matt's about to have a show and I'm going to be there. So what I said is horribly out of date. Yeah. So then it'll be that we already had that show because that's sort of why you're here. Mm-hmm. You came to South Wales to visit us uh, and you attended our show. It's a legendary Christmas fundraiser, which we can talk about. Um, you celebrated your birthday here with us. Mm-hmm. But- Holy shit, you came to the UK and you came to South Wales. Yeah. What the fuck was that like? Oh, it's been it's been amazing. I uh so I don't I don't know if it translates to over here, but at least where I was grow when I grew up, um I I've described it as like the the poor kid that lives in your head because I grew up I grew up pretty poor. And so I've traveled all around the United States. My parents and I uh, traveled all around the United States when I was a kid, but the idea of traveling to another country was always something that I was like, no, that's something that people with money do. And then, uh, yeah, then I got a wild hair up my butt, uh, sometime earlier this year. I don't remember exactly when, excuse me, when I first contacted you about coming here, hmm. 
but I looked into plane tickets and stuff and it was just, it was affordable. And so this idea of it being something that only, you know, the, the ultra rich people could do, uh, sort of melted away. And the idea of just traveling became incredibly important to me. And so, yeah, this is my first trip, uh, across the pond as, as the obnoxious people say, and, uh, I will be doing it again and again and again and again and again. again. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you, you are here at Casa de Lise. Not even Just Johnny has been allowed to stay here yet. Ooh. Now, Just Johnny was going to be here for this episode, but he's not feeling well, so he went home. Yeah. Poor little guy. Um, and so, yeah, we've had a, a week where we, we, we showed you around like a tourist because mm-hmm. you are evidently, a, you literally are one. I am. Um, and uh, you were proud uh, to play the, the, the literal tourist with the camera, taking the photos. I think you had a good time. I did. It's beautiful here. I, I, and, and, you know, and the thing is, I, I I don't know. You never know until you you go back and and you look at the photos and you're like, oh, why did I take a picture of this? But if nothing else, I did get a, a very lovely photo of you and Rachel, and that's so right. that was that's been you know worth carrying the camera around. Yeah, it was a it was a great time. Now, uh, of course, we mentioned you host your own podcast as well, Mars Needs Podcast. Yep. Where I imagine you may want to do more of a deep dive on things like the fact that we went to Stonehenge and yep. things, uh, uh, some some things we've done. So I thought we could talk more about the uh, the show that we did uh, and things like that because, as I say, you probably want to do the well. Because spoiler alert, bury the lead. We we did go to Stonehenge, right? Because uh, you definitely wanted to see it, like you. Mentioned to me jokingly, kind of like, "Hey, man, it'd be cool." I, or you mentioned that the stones there were from Stonehenge, were from South Wales, right? Which is something that I got from a, a Eddie Izzard comedy sketch right. from years ago. Uh, which I, I I immediately remember going to Stonehenge with my family as a kid. So I was like, "I don't, I don't think it's that far away." So I checked; it's like an hour and a half drive, maybe two hours. Um, so I said, "You know, it's pretty close. We could just do it." And you, you were like. Fucking fuck yeah. Yeah, let's just do it. I think you literally said fucking fuck yeah, too. <laughs> that does sound like fucking me. Fuck yeah. Uh, so we did that. And as I say, we could do a deep dive on the trip there, but uh, I thought we could tell part story. I think oh, you of know course. which one I'm talking about. Um, uh, you know, it rhymes with Kidge Dagnet. Kidge Dagnet? Oh, well, it's a ter- the fridge magnet story. Oh, the fridge. <laughs> uh, so we okay. do. We Be- do. Huh? I just want to say before we go into it. Sorry, it's funny. Now that we're in the same room, we talk over each other. I just want to say, as we before we preface the story, I have uh, been uh, lucky enough to uh, not only meet uh, Just John, who is a, a very lovely fellow. I've also right. I like him. He's been he was on his good behavior for me, mm-hmm. and uh, I have also met uh, uh, Matt's better half, and I, I use that term on purpose. Yeah, it's literal now. Um, you could presume it before, right? Now you know it. So, so although, uh, let's just say that somebody might, uh, get a little teased in this photo or in this photo, in this, uh, story, uh, uh, they're, they're a lovely human. Yeah. So we're, we do the tour of Stonehenge, (laughs) which was lovely. You know, they don't let you get very close, but we had a good time. We, we, we took some photos. We, we walked around, uh, and, um, as they do, they drop you off at the gift shop and we Mm -hmm. walk around and. Rachel hands me a fridge magnet that looks like one of the Stonehenge rocks. It's from South Wales. Um, and I take a few of them, uh, two of them up to the register with another item or two. And the lady quotes me something like 65 pounds. And I'm just staring at her. I didn't even really notice the amount. I tried to do the contactless thing. <laughs> and she's like, it's more than 30. You can't use contactless. And I was like, well, how fuck much is it? And she said, oh, well, these are these fridge magnets are, is it, I forgot the number. It, it was like 1750. 
She's like, yeah, those fridge magnets are 17 pounds each. And 17 pounds? 17 pounds? <laughs> um, so we just bought one. But, you know, that, that, that crazy to think. You know, that these stones are from where we are, and that it was that much for the fridge magnet. And now everywhere we go, we've had comments from both yourself and Mr. Just John with stones on the ground going, hey, that's just like the one you got in the magnet, eh? But as, as she said, and I saw it, um, it was right next to a sign to, for some other magnets that were like uh, four pounds a piece. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, it's worth the money. For the fact that I'm able to just bust her chops about it now. Oh yeah, that, it's a thirteen dollar joke. Any, or, excuse me, a thirteen pound joke. That's anyway. it. That's it. That's worth it every minute. And uh, luckily, she's watching Christmas films right now and can't hear us. And because uh, you're here, so you'd get in trouble too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is kind of off topic. Um, uh, I can hear a popping. Is that coming from the yeah, wire? Yeah, that's this. Okay, cool. I don't care. Yeah, it's I don't okay. mind. But if it's not coming through there, I don't. It's clean. Sure. It's Excellent. clean sound. So that's what happened to us at Stonehenge. Um, you know, uh, it was, it was wonderful, lovely trip. We'll probably, we can probably talk more about it when we do, when there's another episode of a different podcast, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but that was lovely. Uh, we showed you around, we did some shit. Um, we, 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 we got in some fights. We, we intimidated people. We, we bullied people. We scared a cabbie in Cardiff. We did scare it. Yeah. I, I overtook as we drove in, I overtook a taxi lane so I could force my way through a green light. Fuck it. And this taxi was honkalonking and yelling and very upset. Pulled up beside us, looked out the window in order to like shout at us and waves his fist. First thing he sees is this lovely man, Mr. J.J. Hawkins, beside me in the car seat. And uh, he just kind of says, eh, I'll let you off this time. Okay. And to kind of explain that a little bit, if nobody knows like uh, what I uh, what I look like or anything. so Or what the Welsh look like for that matter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 6'2". And not only am I 6'2", I'm, I'm 6'2 in the fact that I've got fairly short legs and most of me is upper body. So I look taller when I'm sitting down than I do when I'm sitting. So in a car, I do look fairly intimidating. Uh, Matt said he saw inside, the, uh, he saw in a rearview mirror uh, me in his car because he was driving a different car and you, you, he couldn't see the, the like 90% of my head yep. because it was up too high. And so... I, I get, and the cars here are a lot smaller than the cars we have in the states. And as he was saying, Welsh people are—they're—they're they're small. Welsh people in general are very, very tiny. Except for me and just John, of course. Um, yes, you, yeah, you're big, manly, burly men. Yeah, of course, absolutely. I knew um, that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I don't think that the gentleman was expecting to see um, basically a uh, a large, hairy muppet. Uh, American Muppet, not the uh, UK slang. <laughs> no, no, it turned out he was the Muppet. Yeah, sort of crammed into a car. And it was funny because I don't, I'm not somebody who generally relies ever on intimidation because it's not something I feel like I necessarily can pull off. But you did in this case. But the guy did make, I, I could, you could see the, the, hey, fuck you, disappear out of his mouth because I made eye contact with him and you could literally see it melt out of his face. And then he just went about his way. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And we had a lovely time. Uh, we visited the capital of Wales and had Canadian coffee. Yes, we did. Uh, we, uh, yeah. So we've had a, we've had a wonderful trip. Uh, well, I think I haven't had a trip. I've been. <laughs> I've been at home. Oh, you've had a couple of trips. You had a trip yeah, to Cardiff. You had a trip true. to Newport. You had a trip yeah. to wherever uh, Stonehenge is. Yeah, well, we had to go to England like three times. 
Yeah. Which was English. Nope. Lovely. <laughs> um, so there is a so okay, so we get to the the Friday of the week, and of course it's the time that we do our show, the legendary Christmas fundraiser event. Uh, and this is kind of even though we've known about it for a long time, it kind of snuck up on us in a roundabout way. Uh, so we 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 set up the day, and so of course what we're not saying. Oh, I don't know if we've said yet. The Friday yesterday for us live folk. Day of the event was also your motherfucking birthday. Yes, Friday the thirteenth of December was my birthday. So uh, we decided to plan the event. I kind of, I, I kind of did. Once you threw me dates about when you might come, I th- then I checked with a venue and I was like, well, if we can plan it on the same fucking day as, why not? Why not do it? On right. You got happy birthday sung to you twice, but we'll come to the event later. Uh, but so Friday, December thirteenth, um, we also planned for you another little birthday surprise, which didn't work out. I, I, I feel I feel sorry for that. So, but bad. it's a great story. It is a great story. So, uh, the plan was, ladies and gentlemen, my friend and yours, Magic Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzy from obviously Cabin Fever, and in in my universe, Smart Marks. Uh, but more important than that, one of my boys, one of like you, the rare individuals now that have been welcomed into my home mm-hmm. and have been welcomed into my like IRL, as they say. Right, and Ian uh, Fitzy, unlike you, I have even shared a bed with. Yeah, it's funny because when we talked about uh, when Rachel and I were planning, like, well, because the surprise was Fitzy was going to come and surprise you and stay with us for the weekend and come to the show and see you for your birthday. Uh, we planned it out. Rachel and I thought about it and discussed it. We have a sofa bed, uh, which we've never used. We've never tested. Like, you know, you're supposed to like pull it out and make sure. We had never done that. And we thought, well, and I said to her, well, worst case, if that's no good, Fitzy will just climb into bed with JJ. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, they've slept in hotel rooms at Dragon Con with like six, seven, eight other men. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem. So it's all good. You had no idea. No, we kept it from you all week because I thought we slipped up. We were going to slip up a few times. Not that I caught. No, you got, never caught it. There was a, you know what it's like, folks, when you're trying to keep a secret and you think like any, any root word of any of those things, of course, you would need to have so much more info right. to take like a tiny hint. But me knowing everything, I'm like, oh. Kind of like when you're not trying to give a spoiler away in a movie, you're like, well, I don't know how much I, right. I don't want to say anything because then I can't, but I got it there so. Like, oh, you bought some socks. I wonder if they'll fit. Oh, I said fit. Yeah, right. And then fit. Uh, oh. So it was so many times where I almost dropped like, oh, well, when Fitzy gets here. Oh, when Fitzy, and like times where I even started sentences and then just like finally was able to go. One of them, Mitch being planning podcasting, right? Because we've been here all week, and again, podcasters, again, Fitzy and I, we podcasted together. We've been in each other's company dozens of times. I think we've recorded in person once, and it never got released. Every single year I go, I've gone to Dragon Con. I've brought audio equipment, never and used it. It goes unused because yeah. you're just too busy, and you're having like real. I, I know I just said IRL, but you're having IRL experiences. Yeah. So it's like as much as we love doing this, and it's crazy that it's how we all met. It's like, do you want to go sit in a room and talk into a mic, or do you want to go to fucking Stonehenge and have a beer? Right. And like you, you were know? just saying, you know, I have done the tourist thing with the camera and stuff, but I didn't bring anything like say today because today was our last day to hang, and the last thing I wanted to do was like, okay, wait, let me take a picture of this. Yeah, we're just chilling today. We're just experiencing. Yeah, which is nice. Then we decided. So we kept talking about podcasting, and I essentially I kept hinting at Saturday. Right. And you wouldn't have had any idea. You may not have even noticed, but I kept kind of like subtly suggesting Saturday because I knew, ding, finger quotes, that Fitzy would be here. Right. You right. didn't, but I did. So yeah. I was like, oh, we should definitely, we should definitely podcast Saturday, especially because Fitz, 
So, you know, anyway, so Fitzy and I are secretly planning it through our little WhatsApp messages and right. we're all girly and excited. And I'm like, you know, he's sending me like, oh, what, one more sleep till I see my babies, that kind of thing. So he was super stoked to be here. I'd even point out that I'm looking at a picture of Fitzy yeah. right now. Yeah, that's the Smart Marks picture. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. So um, the greatest picture ever taken, I think I've seen it referred to as, which means it must be true. Um, so it's all planned. We've got the, the the flight times and everything that I need to pick them up uh, an hour away. And, in, in, um, and of course, the one downside to it, and again, I would do it. I, you sacrificed for your friends. I was happy to do it, but I had to drive to England. Oh, that's why you said three times, because you've been to England three times. I've only been yeah, twice. That's right. So uh, so it's like, uh, whatever. I get up at like five in the morning on the day of the gig, uh, and I'm already messaging with Fitzy just to make sure, right? Right. One. Fitzy, we love you, but we want to make sure you're awake, mm-hmm. that you're you're on track to to being where you should be. Um, that's all. That's all we're saying. Exactly. So we're messaging with each other, and he's saying, "Hey, man, I'm at the airport, and I boarded an hour." So I was essentially saying, you know, I might hit traffic, but I'm, I'm aiming to be there when you land. If you don't see me, I think I said the same for you. Like my intention is to be there before you land. If I'm not there for any reason, it's obviously going to be traffic related. So right. I'm on my way. Uh, he said, "No problem." He's messaging me. So then I, um, luckily, because sometimes I don't, I said to you today we were driving that sometimes I drive in silence. And I know that makes me sound like a crazy person, maybe. Everybody but sometimes silence. I just turn, turn stuff off and just drive it because I like the sound of the road. And the, so if I would have done that, then I would not have got his call halfway through. So I'm driving and I'm over the, I'm halfway over the, the, the bridge, you know, the bridge into England. And, uh, I have my one Bluetooth earbud in and I have a podcast playing sort of cause it's early and you want to kind of keep awake to keep your, you know, keep yourself awake kind of thing. So I'm listening to Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, their wrestling figure podcast. Okay. I was about to ask. So what does a podcaster listen to while they yeah. drive? You'll see some things. They're both sent to me via uh, uh, Zack Ryder. Oh yes, I see. Uh, so, I um stickers on the wall, people. Yeah, that that magnet directly from Zack Ryder. I traded an action figure with him. I think I told that story. Oh, right. I do see that as a magnet. Yeah, so one, on, one sticker, one magnet. Yeah, the magnet is designed like the Walt Disney World pass holders. You get a given a magnet. Ah, and so, uh, but yeah, he need. I heard him mention he needed a certain action figure, which I had. So I just messaged him. Was like, you can mind if I can have a magnet? And nice he was like, deal. So uh, anyway, we're we started talking toys, and I'm distracted now. You were going to see Fitzy. All right, I'm if driving to Fitzy. If you hadn't had the podcast, right, going. right, right. So I'm driving. To, I'm driving to get Fitzy. I can't wait to see his face. I also made him a sign that said "Welcome home from prison, Fitzy." So I was super excited to get to the airport and pick his ass up. And then, uh, what happens when you're listening to my Bluetooth headset? Anyway, if the phone rings, it does like this, where it just it fades out whatever you're listening to. Sure. And I'm thinking in that first split second, I'm like, that's weird. And then I see on the screen, it interrupts my sat nav and it's Fitzy. So I tap the button on my earbud because I'm like Michael Knight and shit. Boop. <laughs> and it doesn't come on at first. So now I'm yelling like, hold on, you can hear me, but I can't hear you. So I try to quickly tap the sc- So anyway, now I can hear him. Uh, and the first sound I get is I think he's like laughing hysterically. Uh, and he says he missed his plane. Uh, and my first reaction is to laugh. Because I think the next thing he's going to say is, oh, I have to get on the 8 o'clock. I'll see you at 9. Right. Which is no problem. I'm going to pull off to the services. I'll go sit in Starbucks for an hour, and I'll see you then. Right. And um, your excuse to me was that you had to work. Right. And so, you know, whenever you came home, 
I would have just thought, oh, he had to work a little later yeah. than he thought. Which, which is, again, it's one of those things where I thought it's a giveaway because I haven't been to work in like five weeks, but I have to go for two hours on a Friday morning. Right, but well, you the, the excuse you gave, because you didn't, the thing that made it work, uh, if, you're, if we're going to go into the story. Of the kayfabe of it. Yeah, the thing that made it, that your cell was so good is you were telling, you didn't tell me, you told JP. Yeah, and I let him sell it to you. And so, and your thing was like, I've got a key that has to go to X person or whatever. So uh, it's a signature. Yeah. So it just, yeah. you know, it worked for, okay. So, but yeah, it worked for me because it was like just one of those things. It's like, you know, uh, you're, you know, you, whether or not you're on vacation or whatever, uh, you've kind of made it clear that your, your position is, is, I'm not going to say singular, but it's definitely one that has responsibilities. And sometimes, yeah. you know, there that, could come a situation where I have to go in and do something. Yes, right. That's true. So it was nothing, a good sell. Yeah. Nothing. It was not, you, it was not outlandish. The best, uh, the best situations like that are ones that are, are are pretty simple. Yeah, because how else do you explain to somebody where you're going at seven in the morning? Right. You know. Uh, so I thought I even might get away with it because no people may not have been awake when I got back. Right. I, I I'm a terrible liar, so usually what I will just do is, um, uh, and especially if it's you know uh, I'm I'm not going to 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 tell you how you should go about uh, hiding stories and stuff, but usually I'll just be like, eh, fuck it. I got to do a thing in the morning. I'll see you. Yeah, it's fair enough. Because <laughs> to be fair, you probably wouldn't have asked me to elaborate. You would have gone, okay, man. Well, because again, not to be self-centered, but part of me would have gone like, I hope he's not doing anything. It's my birthday. Hopefully he's doing something for himself. And hopefully mm-hmm. he's not doing any sort of birthday shit because he's already letting me into his house like an incredibly generous God. And there we are. I drove all the way to England for a birthday surprise for you. Yes. Uh, now, so literally halfway over the bridge, so... Who the fuck knows where I actually am? He's missed his plane by just literally a few minutes because, like I said, I was messaging with him before I left for my drive, which is an hour, um, and he was in the, the the waiting area. He's through security, you know, waiting, ready to go. So he runs off to hang a leak, comes back, gates closed. They won't let him board, uh, and he can't get to to us. Bullshit. And we were utter both, bullshit. We were both fucking devastated. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I'm thinking like, well. You know, I, I talk him down because he's pretty upset, uh, and I tell him, "Look, man, no, no one's hurt. Nothing bad has happened. Uh, it's not even like he's expecting you, so you've let him down. Like I'm bummed that I won't see you, but forty minute flight, motherfucker. I can see you anytime. Like it's cool. Yeah. And he's like, I know, but when when's JJ going to be back? And I'm like, JJ's having an awesome time. I assure you, he will be back. And he's like, yeah. I fucking know, but I fucked it all up. And I was like, I love you, man. It's okay. I already have. Uh, if Fitzy hears this. I probably won't, but if Fitzy hears this, I'll tell you. I've already had vague plans to try to get to Dublin next year. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if that happens, Rachel and I will just come meet you in Dublin. Beautiful. Um, because, you know, there you go. Uh, but so that's what happens. I'm luckily now that he got me when I was still on the bridge. So I was able to hit the first exit. Not that I had any idea because I couldn't hit my sat and have to change it to go home. Because rather like answering the phone involves a click, which I'll risk when you're driving. But changing the direction of the sat nav that involves full-on like focus and click and typing so yeah. i thought what am i gonna do so then i pull off the bridge there's this roundabout one of the signs says the most beautiful thing in the world south wales so i fucking vin diesel around the corner right back on the bridge right back in another advantage is the bridge is now free so it didn't cost me fuck all to drive over it um so that was a you know i came right back home fitzyless which is one of my least favorite states to be right um but that would have been glorious uh, a glorious surprise, but you know we tried. If it's the thought that counts, goddamn, you know. So he, so he tried. Yeah, and, and also time. you know, not, and not to 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 bury Fitzy in any shape or form. 
uh, he would have taken a later flight, but they also tried to charge him an arm and a leg for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't cheap. Like, flights here are relatively cheap. You can get good ones. Yeah, but he um, got boned. He yeah, was That the, was not what it should have been. No, and the ne- not to mention the next flight was middle of the afternoon. Um, and I want to say, well, like 10 times the price of his flight there. Yeah. So, you know, like literally that much. So he... I, it was fine. I, I was like, if I was in the same boat as you, I wouldn't be able to afford that motherfucking flight neither. So, right. yeah, not to mention <laughs> that would have included me picking him up at like one thirty, two o'clock, an hour away, and then we right. were heading to the venue for sound check because obviously, goddamn, there comes a time when you're going to want to um, start getting ready and start getting anxious right. and start. So you know, unfortunate. It's so unfortunate he didn't make it. Luckily, the 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 bus company he used allowed him to honor his ticket home, even though it wasn't for two days. So that's wonderful. The airline was less than helpful. So fuck those guys. Yes. Um, so there you go. That's uh, That was our attempted surprise. Uh, so then the rest of our Friday uh, was um, was our big event, the legendary Christmas fundraiser, which was a fucking delight. We had a good time. We raised money for the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. We haven't had our total back from the, for the, the charity. He's going to count the money themselves and let us know. Uh, but we had a good sized crowd. I, I don't know what the number would be. I'm really bad at estimating numbers. Like what, three, four thousand? Yeah, it so, was. It was definitely. It was more than eight and somewhere under uh, five hundred thousand. That's it's a good. So it's like a WrestleMania three kind of crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was, it was fantastic. It was myself and two other bands, the Kings of Kalian, uh and Smoke Room, uh, which were awesome. And of course, our good friend Doctor Squee. Ian from Gallifrey Stands Podcast. Sorry, he doesn't like when we say his real name, his government name on here. Uh, now, Whom I had not met. Lovely gentleman. He's great. Lovely and gentleman. it did a fantastic job at being our MC mm-hmm. uh, because Rachel advised that I take some of the pressure off myself for these events and things and n- couldn't think of a better person that I would ask to host that than, than Squee himself. It's okay. Uh, I'm not hurt by that. But I, didn't, I told you I didn't want you to host because <laughs> I wanted you to hang out and have fun. I get it. Mofo. Uh, and also... Joined by Al Galpin from the Ministry of Swooping, but more importantly, one of my buddies surprised me because the original plan was Squee was bringing his lady. They were going to stay for the weekend. Uh, they had a, a hotel booked, et cetera. Uh, she wasn't able to make it because of work schedules and things, so fuck her work too for screwing her over. And then he just said, oh, I have a... It was one of those things where it was a weird... Like, you talked about my cell being really good. His story wasn't great, but I was so busy and focused on other things that I didn't even consider it and it's funny that with squee i didn't think any deeper into it because we can go into that in a moment too but i i he said um i have a friend coming to wales to visit family and then driving back tonight so i'm just going to catch a ride with him because the other side of it was when fitzy had not going to make it i thought well if squee's paying for a hotel room like he can just sleep on the sofa and save himself like 100 bucks or whatever it is uh so that's why when i said to him are you do you have a train booked home Tuesday or where are you staying? And he said, oh, my friend's visiting his family and then driving back to Wales right after, or back to, to England right after, which I, now that I hear it, I think that's, that's weird. Three hour drive and then a three hour drive home. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really think much of it. And then in the room comes Squee, followed by the wonderful Al, who is being on the game show pointless, ladies and gentlemen, for you yokels and locals. Um, I don't think he did very well. Sorry, Al. But uh, he showed up at our show, showed up at our show. And it was wonderful to see him. He was one of those, you know, you mentioned like genuine surprises when people show up at your things. Right. I was like, holy shit, you drove fucking three hours to come to this? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had a fantastic time. The, the crew and everyone at the Pontypool Workingmen's Club are just glorious. I mean, when you saw the venue, 
I think everybody who came in was like, whoa, it's like a, this is a nice place. And we don't mean that as a dig, but you know, you walk in and you're like, whoa, this is like a fucking proper venue. Yeah. It's, uh, if, uh, if you can picture say, uh, a hall or something somewhere, uh, you know, cause it had, it was a, a legit like proscenium stage. It has a dance floor and then a bunch of tables around, uh, and then, uh, you know, had a nice bar in the back. It was a it was a very nice venue, and then uh, the the curtain in behind uh, the curtain in the back of the stage and the back of the proscenium lights up with like uh, look like galaxy lights, but they change colors and stuff. And it was awesome. It had there was a, a disco ball and color changing lights, and so, actually the light system was beautiful and yeah. and not one that I had seen before. The way that the lights changed colors, the way they did, uh, coming from someone who. Uh, does theater and like it was used to putting gels over lights and stuff. I was like, well, that saves time. Yeah, and it was great because in the bat in the actual like a proper sound and light room with the control equipment. Last time we were there, the lights were just the big panel on the wall, but now they've got these new modern ones. Uh, and part of it is you can like you can play the lights like a keyboard. So during the first band, I don't know if you noticed that it was changing a lot, like on the downbeat of songs and stuff. That was right. me doing that. I was just playing the. I was in there like literally jamming out like a keyboard with the Grin- with half of the Grinch costume on, <laughs> and the, all the ladies that were sitting in that section were looking in and laughing at me because I was as if I was in the band playing a keyboard. Nice, uh, just like changing the lights and just having fun with it. It was a really great time, um, and I think we raised a fair bit of money. People had fun. Uh, it was it was all, and you got to see it, which was cool. Um, and um, yeah, fucking awesome night. Three bands. Three bands. Uh, the first band was Kings of Kalian. Thank you. I, I ha, that last word never stays with me because it's a obviously a Welsh word. It's a w- local town. Remember when I pointed at you the sign that says Roman remains, and I went, <laughs> Yeah, Donan. That's Donan. Yeah, that's in Kalian, which is one of the Roman towns around here. Okay, and they're from that area, so it's, it's obvious. And you know, I'm, I'm well, you, you know, it's a play on the other band's name, but it's because their right. town's name is Kalian. So it's clever. Okay. They can be the that Kings makes of sense. Uh, yeah, father and son, singer and bass player, father and son. Uh, uh, the bass player is a co-worker of mine actually there's a co-worker from where we work in each band and that's kind of how uh, you know kayfabe that's kind of how we put the the roster together for the tight bass player yeah yeah absolutely um, it was uh, it's nice when you put a this is going to sound like a dig but as someone who you've probably been listening to this show for a long time so you'll, you'll know what I mean by this it's nice when you book a gig with a couple of bands and they don't suck right well I ta- I've talked about this with some people after the show last night I, I already knew that you were a good musician. I've certainly heard your music. Mm. But even when I first heard your music, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this guy, Matt Lees. Matt Lees. Matt Lees. And, uh, and you know, he, he plays music. And, you know, even after I heard uh, the first song of yours that I, I heard that I knew was yours was, um, was Lois Lane. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those you're like, okay, well, he wrote a really solid pop song, but how good a musician is he? And then I heard more of your stuff, and I was like, oh, shit. Dude's good. So when you have friends, especially if you are uh, someone who's evolved a lot in the arts, uh, and you have artistic friends, you always have friends that are you know, either musicians or doing plays or in this group. or they're like, and, and all too often, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's great, the way you do the thing. Cool. Yeah. No. Oh no. I can't come again next week. Sorry. I am yeah. so busy. Story of my life, and yours. <laughs> but uh, but no. To to, to uh, same thing is to ha- but to have friends, and I've had a couple of friends that are 
uh, like legit fan, amazing musicians and songwriters and stuff. It's a, it's a fucking relief. So it's exactly the same kind of thing as what you're saying when you, uh, when you're like, Oh, you've got a band do you. Okay. Uh, cool. What do you, you, you play? Uh, um, I'm trying to think of like the world's simplest songs. <laughs> right. Yeah. You play Wonderwall. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe, um, that the, sorry, it was a joke I read this morning. I will tell it on here because it's made me laugh all day. Uh, and that's, uh, so my gun, my, my, uh, girlfriend told me to stop, stop singing Wonderwall. I said, maybe. I, and for the record, I fucking hate Oasis. So. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Is there yeah. like a, uh, no, you're in Wales. It's fine. <laughs> okay. We don't, we literally don't give a fuck in Wales. It's fine. I wasn't sure if there was still a, you know, a, 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 a moratorium on saying the word Oasis on this podcast. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. fine. It's okay. okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, he's rocking back and forth, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. So, and then, yeah. So the first band was, they were tight. Um, that's, you first learned when the, the first band played that, uh, the, the, the one thing that that really nice club does not have is monitors. That's right. Yeah. Um, and obviously I had speakers, which I could have turned into monitors. However, I wasn't familiar enough with how their setup worked and there wasn't some stages will have a literal like input on the stage, which is designed for your monitors. You plug them in, go to the back, adjust the volume. Right. This didn't have that. And I didn't want to start unplugging and replugging and messing around with stuff because it's such a beautiful room right. it's so set up so nicely for someone's setup i would hate to come into this room one day and someone's like because somebody has set that place up the way they want it right so um yeah but no you know monitor so no none of the vocalists could hear ourselves whatsoever ish right. i mean i was okay to be honest with you but well you're just better than most people oh no that's not how i meant it but I was acoustic, not a band, too. It's easier for right. me to hear myself. Right, because you weren't competing with a set of drums. No. And that's basically, as soon as you get a set of drums in a room and you're just like, it's loud. Well, the, the I mean, the when the third drummer did a, a sound check at one point, uh, I don't know if you were, you had just come off stage, so you might have been running around and you didn't catch it. Mm. But he did this thing where he was just, you could tell he was doing a sound check because he was on his snare just going like, tick, 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 tick. and then out of, like after he did that for like 30 seconds, he just whomps on it. And everyone in the room all of a sudden was like, oh shit. It was loud. <laughs> it was hilarious actually. But yeah, it was pretty much enough to make you do shit yourself right there. Yeah. But Kings of Kaleen were great. And they were like uh, the most of the band parked their, uh, they have like a camper van as their va- mm-hmm. van, band, band van, their, their, blues mo- their blues mobile, their bus. Nice. Uh, so they, they asked me early on, they were like, my, because uh, bass player Jeff is who I work with. He came in. He's like, look, man, uh, we'll do the gig, but uh, the boys want to know if they can park their van outside so they can drink for the night, which is a beautifully responsible question. And I put it to the owner and I said, hey, does this mess with your, like, I don't want this to mess up your insurance or anything, but would you be okay with? And I'd barely finished asking the question when he was like, oh, please. Yeah, I'd rather them do that than anything else. So Aww. of course they can. So they parked. I don't know if you saw when we were leaving. There was just like a little fucking camper van parked up in the corner. Well, that was the band. And uh, they went first. Uh, and then followed by uh, myself. In between each, Dr. Squee was doing like our raffle and mm-hmm. kind of warming the crowd up and shit. Um, I was going to dress up in a full Grinch suit and then put on the mask and realized well, how much I could not see. And I was like, no. You were going to fall off the stage. I was going to get hurt. It was hot. It was hard to breathe. It was hard to see. So I just rocked everything in the Grinch costume minus the, uh, minus the face and the, 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 the gloves. Right. It was still fun. 
I ran around and then it was time to change for my own set costume change number two. But that first I changed into, of course, the Lucha mask and the hoodie, which the crowd we've said a few times now, we were so grateful for the crowd, but they weren't a listening crowd. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But they weren't a paying attention and listening crowd. No, they would go out and have a good time, and there happens to be music playing. Exactly, and like, and in fairness to all of them, they all donated their money to the charity. So, mm-hmm. in reality, they did everything we asked of them. So right. It's fine. Well, and and they 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 drank, which means they gave the Pontypool Gentlemen's Club, uh, Working Men's Club, yeah, Working Men's. So many words. Gentlemen's Club would be a totally different bar. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a totally different gig. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But it, so it gave, but it gave them incentive yep. to allow you to come back because yep. they made money off the crowd. Yep. Uh, they, they bought a lot of raffle tickets. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. And so they, they enjoyed the music in the way that they wanted to enjoy the music. And that's, you know, and that's fine. It, as a performer, of course you kind of want to be at the point where everybody's just going to shut up, sit down and pay every bit of attention to you. But you also know that sometimes you just have to accept the crowd for the kind yeah. of show they want to see. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little uncomfortable when you're singing and the crowd's dead silent. Yeah. Because it's more, it's more of like a, oh, fuck. And then, I mean, and you'll know, and longtime listeners will know that I used to get like offended by that kind of shit and really upset over it. But it does, I don't, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me anymore. Right. I've, I'm more mature now. So, yeah. So, but I, as I was setting up, because I knew I had to set up my stage, but I was trying to enjoy myself as far as like, you know, I I said to you, this is going to be a little pro wrestling because I kind of want some, some fun and some entertainment involved. So I didn't want to ruin my pop as they say. So I didn't want anyone to see me on the stage until it was time to play my set. We set up earlier in the day and did our sound check and everything. So I knew that everything was ready to go. I just had to kind of put it back in place. And I thought, how do I do that without, you know, having everyone stare at me? I now know I could have probably just gotten you to do it. Oh yeah. Like set on my stage, man, please. But so I, um, I put on a, Black hoodie, black pants, put the hood up, put on a black luchador mask. I'm sure anyone who looked up went, why is Matt wearing a wrestling mask? But it was fun for me. So I walked around, set up my set. Um, and um, As opposed to me that went, wait, is that a Mysterio mask? It's, it is, but it isn't, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I but I, I, it was hot as fuck, though. <laughs> I took that off and my head was honestly legit drenched. And how long was I up there? Five, ten minutes setting up? Right. Um, so yeah, got everything prepared. Uh, and then, of course, did... Um, Dr. Squee to introduce me and then my pl- I played my set which flew by for me like just it flew by uh, for, for me as well yeah. actually and for me for once something that was very different was I prepare but I didn't over prepare I got to the point of being ready and then I didn't do anything else so I didn't print anything out I didn't have tabs I didn't have a set list in front of me I didn't have any anything to look at in front of me I just kind of winged it I may not have known all the words to the Christmas songs but I just winged it I didn't really worry about it Older me would have worried, younger me, I guess, you know, olden times, I would have worried more about like what order to do them in and this one leads into that one and none of that shit matters. We just wanted to have fun. And I was the only one to do Christmas songs. I am calling the other bands out for that. I was the only guy to do some Christmas tunes. Well, and, and it was also, uh, you know, talking about the the fact that you didn't over prepare, uh, you even told me today there were some things that you sort of played with that were based on conversations that you and I had yeah. uh, like the day of the show. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that, th- well, basically I'm trying to pay you a compliment because that shows like your ability to just go with the flow and, and, uh, and have a good time. Mm, it was more fun. It was less pressure on me. I enjoyed it more. Um, yeah, it was cool. I, I thought, I think we had a lot a real fun time. 
Yeah, and uh, again, I, I, you know, I'm I'm here in your house. You've showed me nothing but generous, uh, but generosity and everything. But I I also just have to say, uh, you were really fucking amazing last well, night. Thank you. You were. Um, I can't remember who does the song. The, you were amazing, but uh, <laughs> no. But you were. You was really. It was. I had uh, a legitimately just fantastic time. I mean, I knew you were going to be good, but um, you know, even uh, my my friend Will, who came in from England to to say hi to me and got to see your show, uh, who hadn't really heard much of your stuff, was like, he's really good. Well, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was yeah. I just I think I just went with the flow and tried to enjoy it. Obviously, uh, rough few months in the family, so I was just I think I just went up there just to kind of like I don't know, you know what I mean? Really yeah. Just have like a a clearing or whatever. Uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I was glad to 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 be able to still do it, um, and I was glad people had fun. And all of you fuckers, if you haven't uh, contributed to giving Matt uh, a portion, a one portion of one penny for every listen that you do on Spotify for the music that he's put up there. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. Go listen to it. Go give it a listen. It's under the Matt Lee's band. And it's it's really good. So, yeah, give Matt listens. And there'll be more com- more songs coming soon. Yay. Hopefully, we'll just upload some of them. There are many. But we had a yeah, we had a really good night. I got a got a few crowd sing-alongs, which was great. Uh, you played um, the song of yours that makes me cry like a stupid fucking baby. Yeah. Got you motherfucker. I cried for like I, I cried as you were introducing it to the point that uh, Dr. Squee even was <laughs> like, it's okay, man. Because <laughs> it's funny because he says that because the gig we did in August and I played that song, he was the one and I got him. I thought that I'm trying to get anyone. I didn't mean it that way, but it's a very emotional song, I guess. So people right. seem to, to connect with it. So then, uh, yeah, I turned you into a blubbering baby. So um, bad. So bad. You know, well, since Just Johnny wasn't there, somebody had to cry like a baby on right. the evening. Um, yeah, we had the sing-alongs. Um, I taught myself the chords to run, run Rudolph on the fly. Um, well, I say that any other guitar playing musician was like, it's a three bar blues dickhead. But as a part of <laughs> like, as a, fo- as, as in what, what, what order to play them in and what key, I think I changed key at the beginning. So, but it was, I enjoyed it, um, immensely. And it was nice to share the venue, share the night instead of doing it all myself for the whole fucking time. Right. And then the last band was smoke room smoker. I, first, why do I keep wanting to call? I mean, they doesn't matter. I keep wanting to call them speed bump and that is just <laughs> stupid. See, I kept wanting to call them smokehouse, which is like, would be like ribs, right. but speed bump. I never went there, but they were tied as a duck's arse. Yeah. Great band. And, uh, versatile. I mean, playing like yeah. seven, I was, they at one point broke into a black Sabbath song and being a huge black Sabbath song, you know, after hearing like Eagles and stuff, I was like, huh? Yeah, they were they were right. And what the other thing I think went really well, which isn't usually my experience, was the scene the, the transitions between bands and everything. Yeah, you know, because they had all given they had all assured me because I kind of gave them a timeline because the last time we played here, the place basically closes at eleven. Mm-hmm. So with respect, you want to show respect to the to the owners and the, the staff, and they're like, "Look, we want you done by 11. So at the beginning of the night, I spoke to the manager and said, "Look, I've timed everything out so that everything ends at 11. But you know how these things go. If you give me 15 minutes grace, we'll be we'll make sure the show's done. Because then I thought, if anybody runs over, everyone can still have their 45 minutes that I've allotted for everyone. Now, luckily, which doesn't always happen, we got to start a little bit ahead of time. Because initially, we had planned for Squee to do an intro for about half an hour. And, you know, 8 to 8.45, 9 to 9.45, 10 to 11, done. Um, so I think we pretty much ran almost on time. 
um, which is very rare for events. Well, and also I was really impressed with, uh, I, I don't know if you had already been planning on this or if it was on the fly, but while you were setting up your gear, the third beer, the third beer, the third band yeah. set up their gear behind you, which. Yeah, I, because I, luckily being an acoustic artist, yeah. I said to them, dudes, I'm only using like this much of the stage. So do you guys want to set up behind me and save time? And they're like, as long as you don't mind. And then they had said to me, as soon as you're ready, just tell us to fuck off. Right. And we'll get, so I don't know if you noticed, they didn't really finish what they were doing, but as soon as I was ready, I didn't even have to ask. I heard the bass player say, all right, guys, let's get him. That's way. He's ready to go. And then they just kind of left it all and then finished. I think Paul, the drummer was almost done. And I was like, oh, Hey man, go ahead and finish setting up. So he took another moment. Right. But very respectful because again, in my experience, many a time I would have had to be in like, can you guys get the fuck off the stage? Like it's my set now. But no, right. nothing. They were fantastic. As I said, they brought it up, not me, when they said, guys, let's get out of his way. So uh, amazing. And I think that helps with the show as well is like when you have a good vibe from everyone, mm -hmm. everyone's getting along great. They were all in good spirits. Nobody was like, there weren't many, there weren't many divas. And, uh, and yeah, and the, the, the way that the three bands ended up playing the show uh, you even said to me today that you were playing in the right order. And I, uh, I had to think about that because I, you know, I did like your set. I like your music. I was the most familiar with it. And so, you know, in your head, you're like, no, my buddy should be the headliner. But I also know other, other musicians who are friends of mine that play in like Portland and stuff that are like, you know, when they are technically the kind of like you were for this, the, the, the thrust of the show, the reason mm -hmm. the show was happening, the first band that was hired, they don't want to go last because, you know, well, for one thing, at a certain point, everybody gets drunk and goes home. So yeah, like not that that happened here rarely, but right. typically, yes, but second or third is kind of the, the, sweet, the sweet spot. spot yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you, so you did give yourself a good spot. I certainly, you know, I, I you wouldn't want to go first because unfortunately the opening band isn't always going to have everybody. No. Cause the, and that was the same case tonight. Cause I did have that moment where I was like, <sighs> no one's coming. Right. And then by the time that last band played, which was a tight sort of party band, the room was rocking. Um, the room was, everybody had had like just enough pints to yeah. like want to yeah. hit the dance floor. Absolutely. And they were playing the kind of music that people want to get up and shake yeah. their ass to. Because I got, I think cause I threw in a couple of sing-alongs too. It kind of teased that, that out of the crowd, like the participation. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, they, you know, they jumped on last and yeah, I think it worked out because I was going to, cause we knew it was, it was tons of people from my work. And obviously, as we mentioned, I haven't been at work in a long time. So I knew, as I said to you, that I was going to get the home crowd pop. Right. So I knew going second was the answer. Right. Uh, and, um, I'm so glad that after hearing smoke room, I'm so glad I didn't go after them because it would have sounded like a, a record in mono following on from that right so I, I hear what you're saying yeah um and i also knew because when we talked about it um again these are like the actual logistics you deal with when booking a show kings of Kalean bass player wanted to kind of get out as early as he could and that's fine i always if you let me know that stuff in advance oh, yeah. if we can make it work please so i checked in with them because again some bands also i'm not fucking going first because you have to kind of have that conversation like, right. guys, uh, somebody has to go first and it's you. But when I chatted to them, I said, look, as long as you're comfortable with it, I've got you guys on first. That way I can ideally get you out of the building by nine o'clock. And he was like, that's perfect for me. And he said, and then the rest of the boys just want to sit around and drink for the rest of the night anyway. So it worked out for them. Nobody got their feelings hurt. It was a right. perfect order. Uh, and then to have smoke room close off because I knew that they could, they could potentially play. He said that they could have played like eight till 11. You know, and just kept going all night, so they right. could have gone forever, uh, which was cool. Because then also at one point, I was watching the time, being the booker, to make sure. And I looked up at the clock. I was standing with the owner, and uh, he saw me looking at the clock, and he said, 
you tell him, don't worry about the time. Just keep playing. Because he was enjoying it too. <laughs> Which you is know? funny because I didn't, I mean, it's not that it was any of my business mm. to know that, but there were more raffle tickets to give away after that band stopped, started playing and Squee was like playing with the crowd and stuff. And I was like, I didn't realize that you had been given the okay and I'm looking at the time. You're probably getting anxiety for I me. I was. I was yeah, pulling yeah. tickets and like, and at one point even was like. Kinda, oh, you told, you kind of told him to hurry the fuck up at one point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but it was simply because I was like, you're going to get Matt in trouble, man. Yeah. That's, that's why you're my theater buddy. Right. Cause I saw you at one point saying something and then Squee was like, even he's giving me attitude now telling me I'm going too slow. Cause I was kind of, that the deal was we were going to. Uh, he was going to do that and then we were going to sing a, cri- a quick fun Christmas song. Right. Uh, and I was kind of watching him too going like, bro, go faster. <laughs> There's three prizes left. Yeah. But I was like, at this point you could pretty much just go, you people have bought tickets. Just whoever wants to come up and get one of these, come get them. Yeah. That, that's what I would have done. If it was me and you, I would have gone, fuck it. Who wants this one? Yeah. It's like you got the, 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 the wine's already gone. The yeah, scented like, look, candles have yeah. already gone. This is the ones that nobody wanted. If you bought a right, ticket, come right, on like up here. This table won multiple prizes. This table won multiple. Be like, look, you guys already won. These guys get one. You know. But anyway, he yeah. did. He did it. I'm not taking a dig at him. He did no, a fantastic he did a job. job. Uh, he's he's a, a funny and friendly dude. And in respect, to, in fairness to him, he did exactly what I asked him to do. Oh yeah. If and, I was the booker, he did. I'm perfectly happy with him. He did I, I, that was mainly just at, at myself because yeah, you're, I, you're I, book, I am yeah. a. I know I'm a, if we have to, if we have this club until this time. And so, uh, yeah, I was like, dude, you, you're going to get Matt. If he wants to do this again at this place, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do this to him. So it was just, I found it, I found it funny, but yeah, it was a great time. I love these events and it's funny. You get all stressed out, you get through them. And then even last night while packing up, I was already like, what's the next one we should do? Yeah. And I want to do it there again because I'm such a loyal fucker that if you do good to me and it's a great place and he's happy, I'm happy. I'm not looking anywhere else. Oh yeah. It's got everything I need. Yeah. No need to look anywhere else. Great venue. Uh, and like you said, you, 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 you did get the bands in the right order. The last band people wanted to dance. Uh, and so they had a space to dance. They, the, every, I'd say that everybody but you and I got pulled onto the dance floor at one yeah. point. Uh, they tried. Yeah. I, but I, I, we, we missed a, we missed our little, well, we haven't gone there yet, but I did do a little bit of dancing on stage, which is a brand new thing for me. Yeah. Uh, because we were watching, because what originally, when we were first planning the event, um, uh, it's funny because the three, I said, I mentioned three of us from the event, one from each group work where we work. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us has been in work for like a month. We've all had various family emergencies and illnesses, et cetera. So anyway, not to go low, I'm just saying that's ironic that it happened. You know, we, none of us have been in the original plan was from smokehouse, the bass player and the drummer. We're going to learn a couple of my songs was the original plan. Uh, and what we were going to do was, uh, somebody else in the Grinch suit and we were going to do a fun little sketch sketch. Like I said, it was, it was kind of like a wrestling show. So halfway through my acoustic set, I was going to say every year I've asked Santa Claus for a band. He never fucking brings me one. Blah, blah, blah. To which the Grinch was then going to bring Paul and I can't remember the bass player's name. I apologize. Both of them out, wrapped up with like a bow, pull them on the stage and be like, Matt, I got you these guys here. And then they'd sit down the instruments and I'd be like, but Grinch, do they know any of my songs? And he'd be like, I took care of that too. And then we would just magically go into three of my original songs with them playing with me, which would have been incredible. Yeah. Um, But it's just one of those never came together. Uh, And as, as Paul had explained to me, you heard how tight they were. They don't really rehearse. They don't have practices. They don't because at this point they play so much, so it's not an ego thing where they're like, "We don't practice." But when you play as much as they do, because they have another gig tonight, I think right after that one, 
you don't need to rehearse right you're rehearsing you just, on stage you just you just play so that was the initial plan was we were gonna we were gonna learn a couple songs together and jam out a few which now that i've heard them i'm even more bummed that we didn't do it because they are fucking dope yeah. that would have been that would have been awesome but it's okay because but you didn't need it i mean to be no fair, no no i really had fun didn't. doing it and to be fair it probably would have made things more stressful on me and harder on me. I kind of like the whole natural swing my set right. took because I could just kind of, if I wanted to slow down to get the crowd to sing, if I wanted to stop for a second, which I did. And because it also wasn't a, a listening crowd, like you said, it, yeah. it's a lot it didn't of, matter anyway. it was pomp and circumstance yeah. that they yeah. wouldn't have gotten into. Exactly. But the, in the future now, we could certainly do that. And I'd love to jam with those guys right. and teach them some songs. But if you did it, you know that the crowd, you very well could get that crowd again. So you just go, uh, how about, you know, for this, we bring out from the Kings of, yeah, Whatever the, the Welsh word, Kellyan, uh, you know, on bass and the drummer from <coughs> Speed Bump, Smokehouse Speed yeah. Bump. Uh, yeah, but we know that now we know we could do that in the future. And having hearing them, I know I could just turn my back on the audience and show those boys the chord structure and they'd be fine. Yeah, I could turn around to him because I saw a couple times where they were showing each other struck changes in the chords and stuff. Guaranteed, as you know, they would they would they wouldn't need my help learning. Right, stuff. yeah, and you just go, fine. okay, this chord structure four four. Let's go. It's three bar blues. Okay, man, we got it. Yeah. So they're playing their set, which was great, like we mentioned, and then they start a familiar riff, which is "Keep on Rocking in the Free World." Right, which is you know a riff that everybody knows by what's his fuck. Uh, yeah, Canadian dude. Neil Young. Yeah. So they start playing this thing, and I, I will admit that as much fun as I was having, part of me was kind of thinking, oh, I thought we were going to do a tune together. Right. Because we had also said, oh, you know, sorry we didn't get to jam anything or rehearse anything. And I said, yeah, that's okay, but by all means, if there's anything in your set that I know, I'd love to sing a song with you guys. And Paul said, no problem. This was obviously weeks ago in our conversation. So then they start that song, they're playing it, and immediately he picks me out of the crowd and points at me and like gives me the, the, the rock thing of, come here. Right. And he starts pointing at the mic. And I was like, uh-oh, because uh, I don't know that song. Mm. Like, I, Well, I know that song. I don't know the words, and I don't know it well enough to perform it. I heard, you know, from what you did, you know that song about as well as I do. You get yeah. to the chorus, and you get the... That's pretty exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, almost like uh, it's... Uh, who's Eddie Murphy doing when he does the... Hey! Uh, James Brown. James, I was basically doing a James Brown singing. Yeah. Because uh, he called me, he made me get on the stage, and uh, I don't know whether he just thought I was trying to do like the humble, polite thing of like, no, no, no. But I was literally like, no, I don't know this song. <laughs> so the verse starts, and as JJ just said, I'm literally like, this <laughs> And the singer's just looking at me, and I was like, I don't know this one. So I sing the chorus. That's all right, because you know the melody and you know the words. Right. So we rock the fuck out of the chorus. And then I just kind of like point, I looked at the singer, pointed at the mic, and just walked off, like walked off. Head to the back, look at the drummer, and I'm like, do you know Johnny B. Good? And he's like, yes, ask him. So I asked the bass player. I checked with everyone. So they finished that song. And then uh, one of my favorite songs to do live, not that you can do it a solo, so it's great to do it, was we did Johnny B. Good with Smokehouse which was a moment where I kind of wish we would have had a recording because I, I would have loved to hear it. Smoke Room. We should at Smoke least room. say their name. Did I say house this time? You did. Fuck. Smoke Room versus Matt Lee's, and we sang Johnny Be Good, which was great fun. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. And um, they were having a lot of fun. They were jumping around and enjoying the stage. So I thought for once, all these people on the dance floor are dancing. Fuck it. So minimally speaking, I shook a tail feather and busted a little move, shuffled around with the bass player a little bit, had a little bit of fun, and uh, I thought it was it was dope. It was a yeah. great, I really had fun. Yeah. And your mom was dancing, which That's was right. fun. Absolutely. By right. the way, Matt's mom, uh, I, I, to use an antiquated term that I find charming, 
She's a pip. She's a pip. She's great. Yes, she does not listen to this because she's not allowed, so she never hear that compliment. But it's very kind. Yes, she also wanted to meet you. You know the 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 big burly American fellow. What does burly mean? Is that offensive? I didn't mean it offensively. I don't take it as offensive. What does it mean? Uh, I would have to look up the exact definition. I just thought like long hair beard. Does that mean burly? Yeah, it works. Well, that's what I went for. That's what I thought it meant anyway. Yeah, Phil, and I'll look it up and we'll <laughs> Phil. We'll, we'll educate people. That's what she said. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. We did our gig. Uh, for those of you who are local and didn't come. Fuck you, because we had multiple people travel multiple hours to get to it. Yeah. We came all the way from America. Ian, uh, Al, and Will came all the way from England. You know, So you could have made it. And if you didn't, you can go to justgiving.com slash legendarychristmas, because it's still open, and you can still throw us some money. That's justgiving.com slash legendarychristmas. Now, don't worry about it. Don't get all stressed, because you can literally give like a dollar. Okay. I gave 10 pounds myself. That's right. Now, give a random number, too, because you guys will notice if you go in there, it's an uneven number. So, uh, it's like, I, I, I'm very grateful for it, but it's like something like 34 pounds or 43 pounds. Somebody round it up to an even number, please, 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 please. Uh, I'll also, <laughs> they don't even know what you're referring. Please, please, please. Um, so just for the record, burly adjective, large and strong, heavily built. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not offended by that. There you go. Well, we did it. Our first in-person podcast. Holy shit. We've slammed it. We told the story of our gig. I don't think we've forgotten anything. And um, yeah, make sure you are subscribed also to Mars Needs Podcast so you can hear not only this lovely gentleman, but the episode that by this point we have no doubt recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. That, that episode will be up and hopefully uh, real quick, we'll talk about this a little on the one that I record for me. Okay. Uh, we're, we're not really taking a, a hiatus hiatus. It's just we are in a situation now where, much like yourself, your co-host has started a new job. My co-host started a new job. Traders, and so you just have to, you have to make the adjustments to make it all work, and we'll get there. Yep. Um, so Mars needs is not dead. We're just uh, we're not even on life support. We just we have a cold. Yeah, you have a man flu. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I understand. Yeah, like you mentioned, just Johnny and I different schedules again at the moment, but it'll all work out. It'll all work out. I mean, we're even, perhaps there's even early discussions of trying to put a different project together with some dude from Portland. So we'll try. It'll be weird. We'll see what we can do. It'll be weird. (laughs) It'll only be weird if we make it weird. Well, then it's going to be weird, isn't it? Yep. Uh, We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Legend Podcast. You can email us. Not that anyone's ever done it in 10 fucking years. Legend of my podcast at gmail.com. Just kidding. We've gotten a couple. Mars needs at gmail.com. Yeah, Nobody, yeah, I've gotten like two emails off that. <laughs> and we email each other on those, yeah. those emails. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You probably have a personal email account that I don't know. You probably do too because we email the fucking. I, I will say I may have given it to you as a uh, as part of a ah, uh, yes, something yeah, recently. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I understand. So, yeah, so, you know, the first time we podcast was 2009, right around October time, I think. <coughs> that was via Skype. We've recorded many times via Skype since that day. And now here, December 2019, we've recorded one in my home. I bet all those years ago, we wouldn't have thought that would have been a possibility. No, not That's as I was strange, saying right? at the beginning of this. I never, I, I thought that traveling abroad was absolutely impossible. And here I am sitting surrounded by your wrestling toys and it's a delight. Yeah, it's the... The Matt Cave, the toy room. One day I'm going to make a YouTube video showing the toys around, but this is what it's not Matt finished. Cave 4.0. It's got to be four or five. Is this the first podcast from Matt Cave 4.0 or 5.0? The first podcast. What is what? that? The the first one since here since you moved here. Uh, well, I think technically. Well, we sort of had one in the last house here. Okay. 
So, because everyone, everything else would have been temporary. So this got to be four, and this will be a more permanent one. It's probably the first one that could also could also be a toy room. I would right. say. Right. I just I just know that you haven't lived here all that long. No, only you, literally you, since like August, I think. Only a few yeah. months. Okay. So yeah, as JJ can attest, he's surrounded by boxes of toys that I can't fit yet because I need more bookcases and more dis- ways to display things. Uh, once you get rid of that Christmas tree, there's a little bit more room over there. Yeah. You know, there is a Christmas tree in here. What's on the Christmas tree, JJ? Uh, well, the top is the most important because uh, uh, the angel at the top of your tree is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Thinking, 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 yeah. And uh, then he goes through various stages of, you know, because the next, I'd say it gets, le- I'm kidding, but mm-hmm. it gets less important as you go down because it goes from uh, uh, Macho Man to Ooh, yeah. uh, to Daniel Bryan. And then I'm, I, I see an Undertaker. There's a J- Chris Jericho. Ultimate Warrior, Rey Mysterio, and of course Broski himself, Zack Ryder. Um, yeah. At this point, isn't a Zack Ryder toy almost like masturbatory? I mean, it's, it's just- straight. Not only that, but they've just released an action figure. Um, what's the word when things are sized to go with each other? You know, what I'm saying? compatible. Right, right. There's a toyetic word for it, but anyway. Right. They've built like an announcer's desk. That has the logo of their podcast on it, which is now a podcast table set to fit their wrestling figures that you can then sit in this little playset where these wrestling figures are doing their wrestling figure podcast. Is that masturbatory? I'd say that's pretty masturbatory. I most certainly ordered one, though. Well, of course you did. Of course I fucking did. Now I have to order a Zack Ryder and a fucking other guy figure kurt hawkins action figures because i don't have right. well, i have one zach Ryder, but he's on the christmas tree so <laughs> that being said thank you for listening and merry fucking christmas everybody merry christmas oh wait we can do better we can oh, do better okay. we're better than that hang on a second ready yeah uh okay Me- you're the santa oh sorry it's just you just you oh, just me Christmas. <laughs> 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 now we're doing my trick. The yikes and away. Yikes and away. Oh, I have to do that digitally afterwards, you bitch. <laughs> That's what she said. Zoiks and away. Zoiks? I know. I'm just see. I don't wanted you to sue me. <laughs> I stole it from Daffy Duck. Copyright. Oh, that's fun. You can do pitch. Okay. Pitch shifter. So like one. Pitch shifter. Two. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. Check one, two. Check one, two. Oh, listen to me. Oh, I like that. If you want to see me for me again, you're going to see me on. You're going to see me on your mental box has good whistles. That's all of them. Sounds like me first thing in the morning. I don't decrease corners, so fuck with me. Mint inbox, bitch. He's going to get a cup of coffee. Don't make me kill you. Yeah. Oh. There, we don't need that. No. Okay, fun's over. <laughs> now we cut everything and start over.